is the G220 effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And this is the G220 effect. We believe that this word will help bring transformation in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Let's get it and let's go. Awesome, 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 awesome. We're here. Yeah, the booth. It's hot. It's ready for another podcast like we do here as the G220 Effect. Yes, so today we are just going to jump right into it because we're so excited. This um, topic that we're going to talk about today is talking about being born again and what salvation means versus being born again. It's so important to understand that uh, because as we have been learning that we traditionalize things just like in the Old Testament, we see that they wanted to... Yeah, wanted to yeah, to traditionalize yeah. things that God was doing Man. because that's that brings comfort to us but then that robs us from really seeing truth and allowing the Holy Spirit to continue to teach us and to help us to grow so we really want to dive right into John 3 and we're going to read John 3 verses 1 through 21 and you know what if you got your bible Go on, get your Bible out. Let's read together. Open we... that Bible. <laughs> Open that Bible. Yeah. Hopefully you know exactly where John is. Uh, <laughs> so it's in the New Testament, one of those first four books. So go ahead, open up John. Let's get into John 3. And this is Jesus having a conversation with Nicodemus. And so, you know, the conversation with Nicodemus is really a conversation, uh, uh, you know, a conversational piece, as we may say, because here's Nicodemus. Nicodemus is one of the most respected Pharisees. And because he's respected, he's meeting with this rabbi teacher, Jesus. You know, this this guy that's going around doing miracles, this guy that's going around proclaiming the kingdom of God. But here he is come face to face, Nicodemus, meeting Jesus Christ in the flesh. And saying, I have questions. (laughs) I have questions. So it says in verse one, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. I wonder why he came by night and not by day. Well, 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 let me start right there. (laughs) You know, if I'm well respected, why would I? And this is the guy that they they feel like is a threat to them. So why would I be going to see him day on a day? You know, because everybody see me and they're like, come on, Nicodemus, you pose me most one of the most some well-known respected pharisees you know your word and you 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 know the torah you know you you know the history you know the lineage you know all these different things you know who king david is you know who moses is you know who abraham is so here you are you you go you going to see this guy and so that's the reason i believe that nicodemus went to go see jesus by night because guess what ain't no eyes ain't no onlookers gonna be looking to see what he's saying and what he's doing he get to do it in secret you know and and i love how he says it and it says and said unto him rabbi so he addresses jesus as rabbi as teacher so that's that's really good so he he, he's respecting and seeing that whoa i've seen him and i've heard him and he sounds like he knows what he's talking about so rabbi we know that thou art 
a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Oh, and so that brings right there the understanding of what I was just saying, how Nicodemus already knew that he had to be some, some type of man who knew God. He had to be some type of teacher because he's doing miracles. You know, the, the things that the words say that, you know, we should be doing, you know? And so here, here's Nicodemus, he's almost dumbfounded like wow like who are you like where did you come from man you you gotta be a man of god so let me get to know who you are and get to see who you are jesus answered and said unto him verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born again i'm going to slow down here because this is the point that we're trying to make with this scripture except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god Mm. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be uh, born? How many of us want to go back in that womb at full life? You go back in your mom's womb at full life, man, your mom going to be hurting. Yeah, she, she won't appreciate that. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> your big size, 20 foot going back in. Come on. She going to be like, uh, uh, son or daughter, you know, I, I I can't be having this, you know, matter <laughs> of fact, it's going to probably cause her to have a heart attack or something like that, you know, because you trying to go back in, trying to climb back in something that's probably it's dormant. You know, it hasn't, it hasn't birthed anything. It's going to kill her. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be any good, yeah. but, but I, I really love the perspective that Jesus is now giving as always. He takes us out of this natural realm or sometimes uses things that are in this natural realm that we can see yeah, with our five yeah, senses, sure. right. To, to elaborate on something that's spiritual spiritual right so he I, I always love those comparisons of natural and spiritual so he's he's giving a natural example but he's speaking of the spirit so you must be born again okay so Nicodemus is looking like okay being born again in my mind in my natural sense it means to be birthed again so do I go back in my mother's womb but Jesus first says in order for you to be able to see the kingdom of God right so now he's talking of things that are spiritual because what does the Bible tell us where is the kingdom of God. The yeah, Bible says it's not yeah, low here, yeah, low, yeah. Uh, it's low there. It's not a location, but the 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 kingdom kingdom of God is within us. So here he's talking about something spiritual and and helping Nicodemus to say, okay, let me show you, let me explain it to you. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Yes. So, so again, the things of the flesh are flesh, but the things of the spirit are spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. So again, it's not something that's tangible. You can't see it, but it's there. It's, it's a force. It's an energy. It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's life for us. We know the Bible says the Holy spirit is life. Um, and, and so it says, um, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, art thou a master of Israel? 
this is what you were just saying. Yeah. And no, it's not yeah. these things. So aren't you yeah. the master? You know these. You master study. teacher, ain't you? You done studied the law. You done studied. You done worked the law by, by, by hand, by pretty much. You done handcrafted it. You done did it. You know, you, you, you there and you the one. You are the one who it's it's the respected person, the respected man of knowledge in this thing. And here you are, you know, you you. You're asking this teacher that no man respects, despise, you know, uh, you know, esteem yes. not this man, you know, this man who who whose bootlaces that nobody wants to even tie. But but John the Baptist, that's it. But here it is. You just like this oh, man, man who's not naturally wearing priestly garments and he's not being called by all these titles before his name necessarily, except rabbi, because they, they can't even, you know, uh, hide the fact that what he's doing is true. What he's teaching is true. And he, here he is helping Nicodemus say, Oh, there is yet more that maybe I don't understand. And I want to understand. So I'm here. Teach me these things. I like the reply though. You know, when you get like, when, when Jesus is, is telling them the kingdom, you can, the kingdom, kingdom of God you know and Nicodemus is saying unto him how can a man be born again when he's old you know and here's Jesus saying he said can a man enter this the womb a second time you know and, and Jesus said verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born of water meaning that being born of water mean that you have to be cleansed purified first before you can enter the kingdom and you know and and this is what we say you know how can we be cleansed if we haven't you know, changed our mind. You know, we talk about repentance a lot. We talk about being able to repent. Now, we ain't talking about being godly sorrowful. You know how some people say, oh, woe is me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me over and over and over again. Now, we're not talking about that. The only time you need to be forgiven is when you're in sin. But now we're talking about the forgiveness of sin that Jesus paid the price for. Now, when we say being born of water it means to be cleansed and purified from the old self because god is a spirit right and so they that worship him the word says they worship him in spirit and truth so how can we worship him in spirit and truth if we steal in sin we can't and so this is the purpose of jesus christ himself that he died and rose for us that we might have the chance to have eternal life but in the process of having eternal life we have to first be cleansed and purified from what we have you know and so that and that's the part right there that we we don't we don't sometimes we sometimes miss is that being cleansed in that what the scriptures say being being purified being purified being born of water you know a lot of times people think oh that means being baptized <laughs> and, 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 we do like baptism and, and, of the wa in water a whole lot <laughs> and, but, but that's but that's just a symbolic act yeah. you know you know what what did paul what did jesus do it was symbolic that when paul when john saw him, i mean john when john saw him he said this is the one you know i'm just a forerunner for this guy but this guy no one can tie i can't even strap his bootlaces you know i'm, I'm paraphrasing but here it is it, it, john spoke so highly of jesus he said well i'm passing the mantle to g this guy because this is the one you know and so we, we, we're talking about being purified. We're talking about what Jesus did. Jesus did the symbolic act to symbolize who he was because the scripture was what the, the prophets talked about who he was. The prophets spoke of him, you know, Isaiah, you know, you, you can go down the line. They all had a precursor who Jesus was, you know, even Moses talked about Jesus, you know, Abraham talked about Jesus, you know? And so it's, it's amazing when you get to this place of being purified, 
Amen. And you know what? I, I wanted to add to this that, you know, when we talk about uh, uh, being, in this case, uh, born of the wa- uh, water, right? And we talked about that and then being born of the spirit. I hope I'm saying it right. But mm. yeah, if we if we talk about that kind of birth, a lot of times, yes, we want to go to the fact that, oh, it, it means to be water baptized. We always want to rush to water baptism because we've seen it and we've seen it being done in the church. We've seen a water baptism that we just think everything that the Bible talks about water means water baptism. And we miss out on so much. And I think you made a statement earlier and that was uh, just so amazing that we, we as, 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 as the church, we tend to, as the body of Christ, we tend to want to traditionalize things so much that we forget that we are supposed to be studying the word, allowing the Holy Spirit to bring life to the word. What really matters yeah, when yeah, we get yeah. born again or when we say that we've believed unto Jesus, it's the belief part. What is it that you're really believing? Yeah, and we sure, often ask sure. this when we're around people who say, okay, I'm, I'm saved. Okay, what are you saved from? Yeah, you know, because it's so easy for us to just say, I'm saved. Oh, I'm born again. Oh, what does that mean to be born again? What does it mean for you to be born of the water? What does it mean for you to be cleansed of your sins? What does it mean for you to say, I am born again? Because Jesus said that that's how you're going to be able to see the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? And a lot of us, because we haven't studied, but we've heard these terms being used in church. We just know that, oh, uh, it means this. And we just give a general answer, but we have no idea because we have not allowed the Holy spirit to bring to life what it is to be saved to bring to life what it is to be born again to bring to life what it is to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and 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 just to stay on that topic that word save that word save means to be rescued and so jesus he rescued us what did he rescue us from he rescued us from sin you know, and so because he rescued us from ourselves, you know, because we were born in the sin, you know, and guess what? So there has to be a place where that's why it all, that's what the word says. His grace is sufficient because he rescued us from sin. But now does the buck stop there? No, because guess what? If he rescued us from sin, there's a place that we go next and that's into salvation. That means we have to know what repentance means. We have to know what a changed mind looked like when we changed our mind on the sin that we used to commit and we said no more. And he, he saved us from it because guess what? He is the propitiation of our sin, meaning that he stood right there, took our sin, bore our lashes, all that stuff. The Bible says he's acquainted with grief and all those different things just for our sin but can i tell you something that's so interesting and what's interesting is that when we say that i'm i'm saved or people say you know will be quick say i'm saved i'm born again but you still see them struggling with the idea that they've been forgiven of their sins they're not even living in righteousness righteousness meaning i'm in right standing with god now my heart wants to do what pleases god so sin is not even an issue anymore because god sent jesus to take care of the issue of sin now i can't proclaim that i'm a sinner no i've been saved by grace now start acting and living in righteousness so you really don't must not really know what salvation really is and and i i believe the reason why because they believe that they're saved and like i just said earlier the word saved means to be rescued and so guess what god has to continue to rescue me from me over and over and over again until i get to the place where i say oh you know what my mind has changed i finally repent and so guess what because the holy spirit can't dwell in an unclean temple and that's why the holy spirit won't be won't dwell in you because you keep having to be rescued and so 
because you keep having to be rescued from yourself, which is you're in sin. And so once you get past, I got to renew my mind, renewing your mind and repenting, changing your mind. Guess what happens? The Holy Spirit can now dwell in you. And once he dwelling you, then there's the purification right there. The cleansing by the water, which is the pu- water represents purity, which the Holy Spirit is. And so now you can walk in the spirit. You can live in the spirit. But but save, save just says being rescued. When we forget that the whole word save, salvation means to be made whole. Sozo in the Greek means to be made whole. Salvation means to be made whole. So why are we not living whole? I always say we're not living whole because we believe in getting saved. I mean, we believe in being rescued. You know, and when we start to believe that the word salvation means wholeness, then we can stop being rescued all the time and live the way God intended for us to live. And that's to be made whole, knowing that I'm whole in him, knowing that I ain't got no sickness, nor no disease, nor that I'm not lacking anything. I got everything I need pertaining to life and godliness right here in me. Amen. And I have power to resist anything that tries to come and tell me otherwise, because that's where the deception lies in, right? The deception comes to tell you that you are a sinner, to tell you that you, you, you're this, you're that, to, 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 uh, accuse you, the accuser of the brethren. He comes and tells you you're sick. You're not well. You, you, oh, this is going, this is the big one. You know, he comes to accuse you and tell you all these, and they are nothing but lies because when you understand and your mind has been renewed you say no I am whole Jesus bore my sicknesses he took away my grief my sorrow my all these things he took away from me I am this person now this is who I am and that's when we start to step into what it is to live being born again I'm born again meaning the old me is gone the new me now lives and is empowered by the Holy Spirit to proclaim truth the Holy Spirit comes to guide us into all truth to lead us in all truth to so therefore he's going to lead you to truly who you are and so when you find yourself still struggling uh and a lot of times people that claim i'm saved are still struggling they're struggling with i want to live right so i got to do a b c and d all these works just so i can prove that i'm saved that means you don't really have the understanding yeah, of what yeah, you yeah, w- yeah. what that word means and that word sozo which means to be saved is to be rescued and to be made a whole and, and and just like i i, I we, we've been saying that word save it's a shorter version of salvation which mean to be made whole but when you just say i'm saved that mean i'm being rescued i'm i gotta be rescued i gotta be rescued over and over again and so it to be saved means to be delivered from the issues of life which is the issues of sin and to be born again means that I'm now walking into a sinless life, meaning that sin is not even acquainted to me because guess what? Jesus is the perpetuation of my sin. Propitiation. He took Amen. that. He bore it on the cross. He wore it like a vest. And guess what? Because he wore it like a vest for us. Guess what? We no longer we no longer imputed sin because of Christ. And so because we're not imputed sin, we are now born again. And so this is what Nicodemus sentiments was. How do I become born again? How do I go into the mother's womb? It's just as like, it's just as simple as this. We don't need to get in front of the altar and say, oh, pastor, pray for me. I'm sinner that needs to be saved from grace. You know, no, we don't need to do all that because guess what? When we look, when we look at the scriptures, we see the thief on the cross. 
We see Peter stepping on the water to Jesus. And we see that, first of all, the story with the thief on the cross. He said, Master, remember me in paradise. And Jesus told him, you know, from this day, I will, rem you will remember, I will remember you in paradise. in paradise. And so that right there, that sentiment right there speaks volumes. It speaks all things that we need right there. That Jesus spoke that to him. It didn't have to come in the form of, oh, if, if you speak these words with me, uh, uh, Lord Jesus. Repeat this prayer with Lord me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. <laughs> you didn't have to do all that. All you had to do is believe. He just believed. And guess what? Jesus said, there you will be with me in paradise. Man. And it's just as simple as that. As, as we look in the story of Peter walking in water to meet Jesus, Jesus told Peter to step out the boat. And what did, Jesus, what did Peter do? Peter stepped out in the boat. And guess what he did? He walked on water just as Jesus did until he took his eyes off Jesus. When he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to fall in water. Doesn't it sound just like us? When we say that we live this life of salvation, when we say that we live this life being born again, what happens to stop us from living this life born again and living saved? We take our eyes off Jesus and start to put it back on ourselves. So we begin to see sin creep back up. The sins that Jesus forgot, the sins that his grace is sufficiently covering, all these things seem to creep back up because guess what? We have taken our eyes off the prize. Man, it, it, it's so amazing to know that here it is. It's so easy for us to know Jesus. It's so easy. We just have to get outside of ourselves. We have to be purified, first of all, cleansed. Cleansing by the word, because guess what the word does? The word brings life. It brings life. It brings light to our situations. It shines on them, and it shows us what we need. We need a savior. We need somebody to fix what I can't fix. You know, I, I need somebody to remove something I can't do. I need somebody to help me break these habits. I need someone to help me break all these, uh, all these formalities that I have. I need someone to help me get out of the traditions that I follow. I need someone to help me get away from me so I can be born again and live a life that's set apart, set aside, and so that I can be empowered by his spirit to live this life. Because guess what? Without the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, dwelling in us and moving around us, we can't live this life. We can't live it the way God designed for us. Guess what? We'll meet him and he'll say, I never knew thee. Depart from me, you work of iniquity. Have I done these many wonderful works? Have I done these things that you said? Have I preached the gospel? Have I walked down the street talking Jesus? Have I sung hymns that sound glory, that they, they glorifying God? Have I rapped to God? Have I did all these <laughs> things for you, Lord? Have I prayed the prayer of power over people? Have I not seen people delivered? Yes, they delivered. But have you been delivered? Have you been set free? That's the question. That's the question saved oh yeah i'm being rescued but guess what to be born again mean i am a new creature in christ i'm new the old things have passed away and behold i am now new 
Amen. And that old man, that old man, we really have to visualize that that old man is gone with his sins, with his, with his issues, all of that. And it doesn't mean when, when, when that's being said, it doesn't mean that we can see it naturally. And this is why I, I pointed out at the beginning that natural and spiritual transaction that was happening with, as, as Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus, it's so important for us to understand that our spirit man is alive in us and it, it's what makes us alive in Christ. So yeah, when we yeah. understand that, then we can say the old man and his deeds, they've been crucified. So when those things start to creep up, tell me you're sick. Tell me you have allergies. Tell me, uh, uh, you, you look at the family you came from, tell me you're nothing. Look at the mistakes you've made. Then you say, no, old man, you have been crucified. I am now alive in the spirit man. And this is what the, the spirit man is. I'm born again. I'm born again, meaning I have a new birth. That old me no longer exists. The new me now is what? I have joy in my spirit. I have peace in my spirit. I have the gifts of the spirit working in me. I can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I can, I can prophesy. I can, I can teach. I can, uh, uh walk in words of knowledge, words of wisdom. I can do so much that's yeah, in within yeah. my spirit, man. I have authority through oh, yeah. the power that oh, yeah. was given by Christ to, to, to give me permission to use his authority on this earth. I have all these things in my spirit, man. This is now my new identity. This is who I am now that I am born again. I don't have to go through salvation every day. I don't have to go to the altar and say, forgive me, Lord, every two seconds. No, because your spirit man is leading you. And as he leads you, he'll tell you, no, don't do that. No, think about that. No, you are a new creation. You don't do those things anymore. Your spirit wants to please God. Your spirit wants to spend time with God. Have you read your word? Have you, have you been singing in hymns in your heart and rejoicing in the Lord? That's where he keeps you. And he's going to keep you in perfect peace where sin won't even be an issue in your life. Unfortunately that we live this life where we, we tend to beg God. We tend to plead with God. Oh God, if you do this, oh God, please help me. Oh God, if you, if you would just help me this time, oh God, <laughs> if you would just continue to do it, unfortunately, it, it's so bad that we live in this era. You know, I always say the scriptures say judgment starts at the house of God, right? So it starts at the church, the individuals, you know, and, but then here we are, we have this assembly that we meet up, we call church. And so this assembly that we meet up called church, it, it's built on tradition. It's built on, I got a choir that can sing the hymns to God. And they do and, it for 30 minutes. I got, I got a pastor that preached for 30 minutes to an hour when after 15 minutes, the people are thinking about what they're cooking. You know, what they're going <laughs> to eat at home, what they're going to do, you know, and, and, and nothing against that, you know, but, you know, and here it is. But these are all the things that we traditionalize. So I got an usher. I got I got ushers. I got I got ministers. I got a pastor. I, I got, got a financial I, I got team, a financial team, <laughs> you know, you know, um, I, I, I got Bible study on Tuesday, Bible study on Wednesday, women's prayer there, women, all this, all these formalities that we make. Instead of just making it easy and say the Holy Spirit is empowered, what did God say? But we saying, what did man say? What did I say? What did the pastor say? What has been what done in history throughout the church history of that specific church or specific body? Yeah, it, 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 it's so it, it's so 
ah, man, it, it, it's so bad because God said in Revelation that judgment starts at the house of God, meaning he's starting with his own people. Because guess what? He's got to wean those out. That's not really his. Because guess what? You got some some people on one side saying, I'd rather you be hot or cold. And then you got people in the middle that lukewarm. And, you know, that lukewarm, he said, I spew you out. And I'm, I imagine what new lukewarm is, because lukewarm is that that person is always playing both sides. And I don't know if you, I don't know about you, but I don't like that. You know, if, if somebody is gonna be on my side, but then as soon as I leave, they they two faces, they talking about me. They not on my side. They on the other team side. And then when they leave, they back on my side. Man, if God don't like that, I know good and well I don't like that. Because guess what? You haven't made a decision or choice on what side you're gonna be on. So that's why God said, I'd rather that you be hot or cold, because guess what? In that, you chose a route. You chose a side. And I believe God is leading us all to make a choice. We all have the choice. Like Joshua, choose this day who you will serve. Is it the God of your forefathers or is it going to be me? You know, and so that is that that boils down to the nutshell in this church, this community of believers that, that meet on Sundays. You know, or meet on Saturday, Seventh Day Venice. You know, you know. Here we are. We 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 traditionalizing everything that God has given us, but have we consulted the Holy Spirit and, on what we need? And that's the point. It's not to say that we're against it, but it's to say, have we consulted the Holy Spirit, or are we doing these things out of tradition? Are we doing, you know, uh, water baptisms or conferences or these things out of tradition? Because this is what we do every year. We must have a women's conference every year. We must do something with the children every year. We must have a, 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 a church picnic every year. You know, these, these become traditions, but are we allowing throughout this, this ministry to allow the Holy spirit to guide and to, to say, this is what, what we need to do. This is how we're going to do it. And this is how, empowering people to be able to go out there. People don't even know that they're, they're what they've been saved from <laughs> because they just hear the pastor and the, and the words sound good and they bring somebody else and say, come, you want to get saved? Come to my church instead of us going out there and sharing the gospel and empowering those that need to go out there to share the good news of Jesus Christ, which is everyone that believes should be overflowing with that truth that they want to share Christ with others. They want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. They believe that God can do uh, uh, um, uh, exceedingly abundantly through the spirit or the Holy Spirit who's working in us so we're not there because truly we're not operating by the spirit but operating out of tradition and, and it's so amazing because it, if you if you're walking this way it's only one way that we can get to to the better way that god is talking about with jesus through jesus christ what he's doing you know it, it, if you read john 3 and 36 it, it goes as he that believe on the son have everlasting life and he that believe not on the son shall see life, but the wrath of God abide on him. And so it, it's so amazing because here we are. We have to believe that Jesus Christ is, was, and forever will be. We have to believe that when he said, I, I'm going to leave that comforter, that he left us something that he wanted to impart in us to empower us to live. And so born again, how do we get to be born again? It's first of all, being purified by like like purification in water and then from there on walking in the spirit ah 
Amen. Amen. Purified meaning you believe that Jesus is the propitiation of your sins and you allow him to cleanse you once and for all. And that you allow yourself to say, I, the old man is dead. I'm now born again in who I am in the new, new creation, new creature that I am. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit to now live a life that pleases the Lord, that loves God, that loves everything that has to do with God, because my God is a spirit and they that worship him will will worship him in spirit and in truth. And I'm alive in my spirit, man, that's being born again. And there's so much to this, but we're, uh, would have to come back and talk about this some more, but, uh, we pray that, uh, for those that have been trying to figure things out, that the Holy spirit would just bring life to this word, that this word will indeed bring transformation to your life as a believer, that you walk being empowered, knowing that you have been born again. And you know, like we always say, this is the closing part of our podcast. And so we like to say, this has been the G220 Effect. And we're Ghosts.